now like being a teenager you look at yourself and you're like doubting your image because you're comparing yourself all the time yeah and you have so much pressure from the society chats and gym people your conversational health and fitness podcast welcome back everyone hope you're all doing well so joined by another pt course classmate this week um, we talk about her journey into the fitness world talk about decided to walk a different path than what society expects where her passion for fitness actually comes from and what led her here and then just looking into the future and her plans in this industry and the learning she's taken so far she starts the new journey so today we're joined by someone international we're going international today we're going to france and we're joined by Afli Colette. So I know Afli, we met each other doing the FTA course in Bali, and she's also gonna be a personal trainer. She's gonna be a phenomenal trainer. She knows so much, and Thank she's you. such a good human being. So welcome, Afli. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. Yeah. So cool. It's like such a good idea that you're creating a podcast, and like I can't wait to hear them. But now they are still secrets. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Keeping them close to my chest. <laughs> so speaking of podcasts, you're a bit of a podcast veteran. So that's what I want to talk to you about first. Yeah, that's a, a good start. Well, it it was quite a, a small podcast, I would say. I just did that, like, I think now it was two years ago. And it was in French. I created it just because I wanted to answer some questions like some of my friends had or my family had. And they were asking on repeat. And I was kind of like tired yeah, to repeat yeah. them all the time. So I was like, you know what? Like, let's just share the info you have because I was so passionate about nutrition, mindset, motivation, and then fitness that I thought it would be good to kind of like share what I was learning every day on other podcasts or on readings or by myself trying things. And um, yeah, over the years, I, I've learned obviously a lot because yeah. I was curious about it. So sharing it was just like a, a obvious for me. Um, so I started it. It was really kind of like I didn't promote it much. It was before my trip in Asia that we can talk about later if you want. But um, it was short, intense and a good experience. I think it's, it's just different and you don't learn to do that at school. So yeah, how long how long did you do it for um i think so my trip started in july i started the podcast probably like may and then i kept on going the first months of the trip because it was COVID time so yeah. i had a lot of time in thailand so probably like two or three months more in in thailand so probably up to september so basically less than six months but um it was a good shot um i didn't look at the stats much but it was like good feedback you're super famous now you no. don't even know <laughs> well maybe no i don't think so yeah, yeah but the feedbacks i had were more like oh we love the so it was three days of the week and they were like super short podcasts uh. like different from what you're doing it was like monday motivation wednesday nutrition and friday fitness um so i would like touch on touch on different topics and the one that was the most appreciated one i would say i think from the feedback was the monday motivation well now i'm a fitness trainer i hope you would like switch yeah, to the other yeah, topic yeah. but yeah i think the um, the people felt like they they could just like trust what i was saying somehow i don't know like maybe like a friend or something they were always saying like oh i feel good it's good to start my morning i feel more motivated um i feel less down than usually so stuff like that yeah fair play and were you nervous launching it or were you just oh more like 
you just want to get it done or what yeah so you know me now yeah uh, you know how it is for me to launch something you know how perfectionist i am and yeah it was stressful um i worked on the branding it was like just a friend thing but i yeah, worked on the yeah, branding yeah. for so long like i was like i wanted to be perfect i wanted i wanted a good intro i had a friend doing music and this friend like created a track just for me oh, for man. the intro Jeez, yeah, yeah i know yeah. like when i told you when i'm going into something i'm going into it and um and yeah it was it, it took me a long time to launch out of fear probably and out of perfectionism yeah you're just kind of holding yourself back more than anything nearly but i was sure at that time like i want to launch i was like just taking the steps like one by one and be sure that everything was done like all the boxes were ticked i need to do that it's done i can do the next thing but i was not like pushing it away like i'm kind of doing now. you were proactive about it yeah, yeah yeah i was really proactive yeah. what um all these mentions of boxes make me worried though <laughs> i just pretty much started recording well and from what i see you're doing great um i think it's it was more like the audacity thing and editing because i've never uh, done yeah, that yeah, before yeah, and then yeah. the branding because i come from a background on marketing and communication i was really picky with what i was okay, deciding yeah, yeah, so it was yeah. more that yeah no sweet <laughs> yeah any other tips for me um just be yourself that's gonna attract more people and i know you will be um and be consistent yeah yeah i see that yeah that is one thing i want to try do this year is like do 52 podcasts that's wow. my challenge oh, so yeah. do a podcast a week that's for one a year good thing yeah. yeah yeah and also it's like um it's like a meeting for people they know they have like kind of that like disappointment every week they know that yeah. they're gonna have this moment with you either the way they, they they listen to it the the day you launch it or you release it but they could also have their routine and saying each saturday i'm gonna listen to your to his podcast yeah yeah you know? but yeah sweet so actually we never even introduced you do you want to introduce yourself oh, yeah. sorry <laughs> hello <laughs> um yeah so i'm ophelie i'm from france from the north of france more precisely lille for who the people who know uh it's just next to belgium i'm 27 and yeah i just shifted my career that's how i'm going to define myself now um i say that because i think it's a big part of me now um i come from a background of like marketing and communication as i just mentioned before i had like kind of like the normal path the society path i was super good at school had um do you say a level in ireland as well we've leave and search but it's the same that thing, kind yeah. of like at 18 i had that with like high grades and then i i decided to become an engineer i changed my school after four months i realized it was not for me but then that's when i learned my english because i was an au pair in england for six months um i wanted to be bilingual and then i came back to france did economics marketing communication five years uh, at uni like a lot of people do master degree graduated mm. um did an exchange event in australia um yeah all that like kind of like created who i was but it was like always too good kind of like too normal like for me it was great i was doing good i was path passing without struggle for my parents they were really proud you know like they were yeah, like oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool she's not struggling we don't need to worry about her future but um, then after my master's degree, my goal was to travel. Um, I wanted that for a long time already. And after like Australia, Spain being an au pair, um, England being an au pair as well, I was like, okay, I really want to discover a part of the world that is not that developed. 
What age were you then? Like 24 or something like that? Or when, when was I that? finished my studies? Yeah. Uh, 25, because I had this kind of like gap year being an au pair. In ah, England. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, and it was COVID. I graduated the year of COVID, so I couldn't go. <laughs> so... Jeez, you barely just graduated. Um, but like 22. Well, it was three years ago, almost like three years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then I decided to go to Southeast Asia because it was so different. I had no idea where I was going, to be honest. I wanted to backpack, live like a local, live the culture. Um, so because it was COVID, I took the decision to go in the first country that would open. They were a bit yeah. more late, like a bit later in the Southeast Asia. So Thailand reopened. I went there. And when Thailand reopened, they had this thing like you have to stay two weeks in Phuket, not in the hotel. It was not quarantine, but you had to stay in the region of Phuket for two weeks and then you could travel everywhere in the country. But I was like, okay, cool. Thailand reopens. The rest is going to follow. The other countries are going to be like, yeah, it's working there. You cannot reopen. The rest of the world did that, but not Southeast Asia. So I had to stay four months in Thailand. And then, yeah, I moved to... Cambodia, Sri Lanka, Singapore, um, um, I didn't do Malaysia at that time, Vietnam and Indonesia. I came to Bali for the first time. What, what was COVID like out here? Sorry? What was COVID like in Asia? Oh. Like, was it crazy or was it like, was there people sick everywhere? Did you so get it? I, get, I got it here yeah. in Thailand. Yeah. Um, didn't know I had it because I had the two vaccine and didn't feel anything. I'm not pro vaccine or against, I don't care, but yeah, yeah. it's just that I, I, I noticed my boyfriend at the time had it and that's how I knew I had it because we, I was all the time with him yeah. and he was not vaccinated and he was literally dying. He's Colombian and he was green gray. <laughs> like Sounds he, healthy. Yeah, <laughs> really healthy. And I was like in super shape. I didn't notice I had anything, but I, I took the test anyway because I was like, okay, it's dangerous for people around me. And yeah, I had it. But you better not mentioning it in Thailand at that time because otherwise yeah. they would keep you in hospital for super long. They would probably keep you anyway in the country. Um, and I wanted to go to Cambodia at that time. So I was like, okay, no. No yeah, way. sweet, yeah. So uh, in, in Asia, I would say in terms of like how many people would have it, it was not worse than anywhere else in the world, I guess. In terms of treatment, they had the vaccine. It's just that it was kept for the locals, which makes sense. So obviously that's why my ex-boyfriend didn't have it because he yeah, wasn't a local. Yeah. But I would say the most thing, like the thing I noticed the most was that people were fearing a lot. Like I was one of the first one coming back they haven't seen a tourist for a while and for them that meant covid like i was is like i had a sign on my forehead saying, super spreader hey! super spreader yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah so that was what i noticed at the time but still i had an amazing trip and i'd say that i would never regret i'm not a person who regrets many things but i would never regret doing that during covid because some people are like but you couldn't do certain country countries because you stayed for so long in thailand and you wanted to go only for yeah that's true but i discovered thailand a different way thailand is really touristic now right yeah and uh, i just saw many places that are normally packed with people with literally no one so i felt privileged oh it's way better because you're like 
I know in Ireland, you'd just be back in COVID, stuck in your room, stuck in your house. Like we had 2K limits that you couldn't go outside two kilometers. Yeah. You'd only go out and like get your groceries. So yeah, you're definitely way better off there. It definitely. Yeah. I had one lockdown still in France. I did that. Actually, it started the day of my birthday. I had my birthday cake alone on happy my present. Yeah. <laughs> hey, happy birthday. I had a good carrot cake though. Um, but yeah, after that, um, the second lockdown, I didn't um, have you to. You were back it. in France. Yeah. I, no, it was the first lockdown that I did in France and then I traveled traveled. yeah and then when I came back so coming back to maybe where when I decided to shift my life um when I came back in France I was so focused on like yeah I'm gonna go back to communication work in an agency which is what I did how long had you done that for so the like before leaving for my trip a year okay and when coming back from my trip six months but this company was like, I mean, I like the company. I love the people there. They're super nice people. But I was not aligning with the job anymore. Yeah, it just wasn't for you. Yeah. That's good. So your professional career, though, was really only a year and a half. Yeah. A year and six months. Well, in France as well, when you start your master degree, you can decide to do like, I don't know how you call that in English, um, depending on the region of the world. Like internship like, or something? A sandwich class or like, like yeah, you do half school, half okay, yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. So for one year before starting my career, I was actually already working because okay. three weeks out of the four in a month, I was in company. Yeah. Fair, so fair. I was already working at that time in an agency. Um, so yeah, I, I would say it, it was a short career in communication. I don't hate it. I still like it. Branding mainly, I love it. Yeah. Um, it's going to be useful now. Exactly. Yeah. Well, everything you learn in life, I believe, is like super useful. Oh, 100%. As long as like, there's so many skills that are transferable. Exactly. So, yeah, like yeah. everyone is like, oh, shit, I'm starting over. No, you're not. Yeah, like, yeah. Definitely not. Everything you experience, everyone you're meeting, like they shape you. They shape what you know. They shape what you can do. They shape how strong or weak you are in a field. And I yeah. think it's super like appreciable to know that you can... Actually, this is why everyone tuned into your motivational Mondays, you know? Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, this yeah, is no it. it's true, though. It is true. Yeah, I have this definitely. kind of like coaching vibe, I think, <laughs> like in me. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, so I came back. I did the six months. was not for me anymore. I pushed until like they needed me. Like they, they, yeah. they couldn't find someone. So I stayed a bit longer. I actually did a bit more than six months. But um, I tried deeply to know what was wrong was it this job especially or was it me changing or was it the city i don't know i just came back from a trip in the other side of the world so a lot could be the reason of my of me not feeling good at that time it was winter as yeah. well <laughs> and um i realized it was just that i was hiding what was truly inside me um before leaving i also did the nutrition certificate and never used it so no one understood why I did it. It was out of passion. Yeah. But I didn't consider it being something I could use. I didn't feel legitimate in anything. I knew such like so many things 
and I didn't use them because no, I had a master degree in communication, so you have to work in communication. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's probably like fine, but especially whatever you do in college, that's kind of where you think you will go down that line and stuff. Yeah, and also it was more, it was a bit safer, kind of like you know, it's hundred percent. Yeah, you, you know what you're gonna get. Exactly, yeah. your parents tell you you will have a proper job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Makes me love it. Um, you will have a safe job, and security was so valued before like the generation of our parents their happiness was linked and tied to being like safe being stable having a house at 25 years old having kids getting married when our generation is such a different generation like we are looking for happiness we just bum off mom and dad's house (laughs) (laughs) well we just jump from one place to another i feel like a lot of people are still lost at 25 30 and is that wrong? I don't believe so. Like, no, definitely. I think, like, I think if you find what you actually truly want to do, there's never a wrong time for that. Exactly. Yeah. And then you don't worry about anything else. When I was working and I, I was talking to other other people doing it, like the motivation comes from, oh, I need a promotion. I need to get more money. You know, like yeah, it's yeah, always tied yeah. to it's that because yeah. maybe you like your job. But it's not enough to push you further. Yeah. When actually you really work out of passion, which is going to be our case, I guess. I mean, for, I can talk for myself, but I can see it on you as well. Um, I think you just wake up and as long as you have enough money to live, of course, it's super cool if you earn more. I'm not going to say the opposite. But maybe you're not seeking for more all the time because you're just fulfilled by what you're giving every day and sharing. Yeah, I know, 100%. Have you always been, would you say, self-reflective and stuff? Because the way to catch yourself that I feel a lot of people work in a job they don't like, but never actually question it. But the way you started questioning straight away, like, oh, why I'm not happy, all this stuff. Mm. Have you been always good for that? Um, I'd say no. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got into it like, you know, those books and trends on self-development and stuff. I started mm. to read some. I actually met a really interesting girl in Australia when I was in my exchange student thingy um, from America. And she told me about this book called, what was it again? Like something, uh, uh, You're a Bad Bitch or something. Like the, the title was like super <laughs> weird. And I was like, no way I'm reading that. And I was not reading books at all. So I was like, no. <laughs> Just sitting at the beach. <laughs> rolling it out (laughs) and she said honestly girl try and i think until now it's still the best book i've ever read it's sad that i don't remember the title though but yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i'll i'll probably before the end of the podcast um but yeah i i just started to read more like self-development and when you read them the good thing about it is that you can self-reflect like apply what they're saying is it true for me or why is that or no i don't align with that at all yeah it makes you think about things you never ever would have thought about before yeah yeah but something to answer your question something i've always always be curious about is psychology i wanted to be a psychologist at first and so i'm really interested in like the people's brain how it's working people's mind and i think it's like in general humans i'm interested in how they work what's behind how the body work, like everything is linked yeah, to that for yeah, me. Yeah. Um, because for me as well, we can talk about it later, but being a coach is more than just trying to have them getting physical results. I think there is always something behind 
in their mindset that needs to be worked on to make it less and being sustainable, right? So yeah, because they had like you. A lot of them have barriers. They don't really realize they have barriers. Yeah. So it's kind of helping them figure out. It's not just going clanging and banging and lifting yeah. loads of weights. That yeah. And talking to them with a certain empathy and like listening carefully to them is something I really value. Like this is something I love. But going back to me and how reflective I was, this was the starting point. And then probably my trip in Asia shaped a lot of that because um, the boyfriend I had, Carlos, he had made this work on himself because he also shifted life. And I met a lot of people thanks to him as well in traveling. Same thoughts. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. And they were all like, they showed me, they proved me that life is not about only being one thing because you can shift and you can reinvent yourself and you can maybe have 10 jobs at the same time. That's not impossible if you manage to do no, it. I mean, same, yeah. everyone is different, but also you don't put yourself in one box or with one label. And all that helped me to understand that it was okay if I was not just the smart girl at school doing great in communication. Yeah, yeah, I feel you can do, as you said, so many, so many things. Yeah. Like what you love now, you might love in five year time. Exactly. And that's okay. But I feel if you apply the principle of the smart girl in school to what you're doing now, like no matter what you do, you're going to be successful. And like mm. you'll get joy. Like if you... If you actually work at what you're doing and put in effort to it, like you'll yeah. get results. Yeah. yeah, that links back to what we are and what we learn and what we experience shape us. So yeah. it's yeah. exactly what we said before. And it's true. I, I, I will still be probably with FTA. You notice some stuff from me that maybe someone else didn't have and all the way around. They had stuff that I didn't have, but because everyone learned different way and they are different and this is cool. Yeah, yeah. And then, so talk to us about gym stuff. So when did you get into, have you always been into the gym? No. Did you play sports? No. That's the funny story. I'm now a PT and I used to be that girl at school trying to go to the doctor to get like uh, a paper to not go. I don't know how you call that. Yeah, you have to get a sick note or something. Yeah, a sick note kind of. Yeah. We didn't have doctors at school though. Oh no, I went to the, my real real doctor. I I convinced myself. So my parents trust me so much like i never like pretended to be sick or anything they they were just like we know that you're good at school you're not gonna pretend so each time i was asking for something it was like a yes straight if i asked to stay home they would say yes and i think that's a bit weird but you're like the opposite of the boy who cried wolf (laughs) you never cry (laughs) so they always answer yeah but my knee was bad when i was young because i i'm quite like the people don't know me but i'm tall and thin uh, for the skinny. show notes we'll get a photo of you being tall and thin okay put the best one please <laughs> um but yeah i have super long legs and when i was a teenager especially like i grew up so fast on my legs and it was so sore on my knees um because the joints were like just straight and so hard and it was painful so i used that to not play yeah, sports yeah. because i was the smart girl and for me that i was putting this label on me and the smart girl doesn't play much sport she's just like she's just smart she's She's just just in the corner reading a book yeah (laughs) um and also out of the school because i feel like school sports are not the best honestly like i don't know how it is in ireland but in france the i don't know the pe are not the most motivational they don't try to include everyone you can feel leftover quite easily 
and left yeah. aside maybe more. left out <laughs> left out yeah yeah um left but, over no one's eating you you know <laughs> yeah that's the food coming yeah. back to me like not hungry though um but yeah i i was just that kid and out of school i would try everything like out of curiosity i wanted to i've always been curious i wanted to try everything i've done tennis i've done basketball i've done dancing every kind of dancing i was in conservatory for classic dance for three years Jesus, um yeah. and then i've done what did i do gym gymnastics um i've done different things and none of them sticked like i was like nope dropping it and every single year i was telling my mom i don't want to do it anymore and she was fine with that because my parents were not like really pushing us to do anything they were like hey, kind well, of that's like good. yeah yeah well i don't know if it's good because um i didn't have discipline on doing anything it was me creating my discipline if i wanted to they didn't like force anything which is good in a sense because when a kid really doesn't like it there is no reason to push him but for me it was honestly you could see i could keep going and maybe after two years i would have liked it it was just i wanted to try everything yeah i suppose it's more was it a case of you know like the initial learning curve when you start doing something mm. and it's not really that fun it's just like super frustrating and stuff and then you get over it and then you like it yeah was it the chance that you were never given the chance to get over the learning curve and really see you're fully yeah. into it yeah. and as you said once when we were hiking together like sometimes you need to push a bit further and i if i felt i was not good enough i would just stop because yeah, i was yeah. always the, the good one so at school at least yeah it's out of character for you to not be i don't like you to don't be like bad. to be exposed yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But now it has changed. I mean, not in everything, but um, with weightlifting, how it started is big, well for many reasons. The main one, I would say, as I then, as I said, I'm skinny and I wanted to gain muscle. I wanted to feel stronger. I wanted to be a bit more like look athletic, uh, look more toned, and not just like a, a string. <laughs> um, but also. Yeah, I, I started to cook and get into nutrition. So everything was like linked together. You start to get those things online. You read bad stuff. Did, did the food or the gym come first? I'd say, I'd say the food. Because when I was in England as an au pair, I had to cook for the little girl. So I started to ah, look yeah. for recipes yeah. and what's good for your body. Linked to, again, me wanting to know what's, how the body is working. And that was always here. Um, trying to make it tasty and also I think cooking is such a moment uh, like you can share cooking with people you can even eating with people but like I just love cooking even now like it's just something I love creating yeah. recipes and so that came first and also something super personal but super strong that led me here as well was my sister being anorexic um, I won't detail it too much here, but obviously seeing her going so down in her food, having this bad relationship with it. And I, I believe a lot of women experience it now. Like being a teenager, you look at yourself and you're like doubting your image because you're comparing yourself all the time. Yeah. And you have so much pressure from the society. So obviously I did also experience some of those, but I stopped myself soon enough because i was thin already i was skinny already and for me going into workout was to get stronger but at the beginning you don't know what you're doing especially for me 
like jumping from one spot to another, I have no, I had no idea what I was doing. So I was doing heat on repetition. <laughs> I was, yeah. There's nothing wrong about heat. It's good for your heart. But I was doing only that and having no goal, no strategy, not knowing anything, just following the first influencer at the time. Or, yeah. And I was pushing so hard and then you want more and more and more. And I was losing my first goal, which was getting stronger. And I got so, so, so skinny, even more than before, that it was nonsense. And then you link that to the food because you're like, I'm training, I need to eat properly, but you don't know what's eating properly because again, at school, you don't learn nutrition or anything. You barely know what's, you don't know what's carbohydrates, protein, fats, you don't know where to find them. So I was just like, oh, okay, let's just make uh, chickpea and avocado. And I was not eating my calories, definitely not. But I understood because I, I was curious enough to dig into it and try to learn. So I got out of it quite easily. But my sister was another story. She just went down and down and down. And that was my strength to be like, okay, I want to help. I want to Yeah, you're help from a really good place. So yeah. yeah. I think it doesn't come from a place of like helping myself only or helping my sister only. I truly believe that we all need this empowerment and we all need this knowledge. There is a lack of knowledge out there for not only for women, to be honest, like ask anyone, where do you find your protein? Some people will know they will just say quickly eggs and chicken especially in a country like like now we are in bali everyone knows like everyone is so much into fitness and health but in the rest of the world they barely know and yeah yeah and they don't understand how your metabolism work and that kind of thing and not everyone needs to be a nutritionist not everyone needs to be a pt that's not what we're asking yeah exactly but taking care of your health is like <laughs> like the most important thing in the world like if you want to live properly until whatever age if you want to have kids, if you want to be able to raise them, to play with them, to, yeah, just to enjoy life, to adventure, to hike, to, to yeah, to f- have fun with your friends, whatever. You need your health. Yeah, no, 100%. Because what is it? You're a rich man until you realize, no, I messed that up. But it's about when you get sick or when you're unhealthy. Yeah. It's like you could be the richest man in the world, but all you'll care about is getting better. Getting exactly. Oh, so it is so like true. so, so important. Yeah. It is so true. Honestly, like, so, like, this is ridiculous. But last week I got sick. I felt like throwing up, I don't know, belly belly, or I don't know what it was. And at that time I was lying in bed and I wanted to move. And I'm like, damn, like, you don't realize how lucky you are every day waking up and not like just being able to do everything you yeah, want to do. Yeah, yeah, you take it for granted. Yeah. It's like, do you ever have a blocked nose? Black a blocked no- nose. Oh, yeah, blocked nose. Oh, yeah. And then you always think about all the times you could yeah. breathe perfectly through your nose. Yeah. But the good thing about <laughs> all those moments, they make you humble. Each time you yeah. start to... It's perspective, isn't it? Exactly. When, when you start to be able to eat again or to move again or to feel, to uh, taste, you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. There's one thing I'm curious, and you don't have to answer it if you don't want to. Okay. But with your sister, were you able to help her much with what you learned? Was that beneficial? So I'm seven years younger than my sister. Yeah. So there are two things in that. First, I was super young when that happened. So I didn't have all the knowledge that I needed to help her. Yeah. Second thing, younger or not, but mainly younger helping someone from your family that close they really don't want to listen to you 
Yeah. So they barely listen to the doctors. But if you're from their family, it's even yeah, worse. They don't want that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And also, my sister started to have this relationship with food because she, well, it comes from many places, and I, I'm not her psychologist and whatever. I don't know all the story, but I know that there is a thing she told me, um, and it was a bit because of me, not me doing something, but what she saw from me because she, I was the skinny one in the family, and she was jealous of seeing me skinny eating whatever yeah but it's funny because i was not happy with what i was looking like and because the society is telling you it's good to be skinny it's better to be skinny i mean in terms of health is better than being obese but this is n it being unhealthy yeah, unhealthy yeah. there is an in-between you There's know there's a line right? yeah yeah um and she was seeing it as like the perfection when i was like disgusted by my body basically and it's crazy how being raised by the same parents being in the same environment in all your childhood you can have different like lenses yeah it's crazy yeah. and she wanted something i wanted to get rid of so she went down because she was seeing me skinny and i was fighting to not be skinny <laughs> so it was, yeah. th that's crazy it is crazy and i always find it's crazy as well it's like you're all in the same household or whatever and you all have your own different stories and things you're going through and no one's really aware of what the other person's no. going through yeah. yeah yeah we had a really big like we had a family dinner before i left france and i i went really deep into that topic and my dad was so scared he was like looking at me with big eyes like please don't talk about it before you leave because you're going to make a big drama in the family but we talked about beauty with my sister and for her she defines me as beautiful, but it's so... I was trying to explain to her that it's so subjective. You can't imagine yeah. that everyone finds someone beautiful or pretty. And for her, it's obvious that some people are beautiful for everyone. And it was so hard to explain. And then she started to go into the... Yeah, but because you are skinny, you got things more easily and stuff. So there is a real... A real thing in the world in the society that is like building these beliefs and how do you want young women to accept themselves if they just listen to that and trust that because there is no attachment between your happiness and how you look like you can lose 10 kilos you might not be happy still oh 100 yeah happiness comes from the, like from within really yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and it it sounds cheesy now to say that in a podcast right happiness comes from within guys yeah, yeah. like love yourself from inside no but like if you come from a place of love when you're training it's gonna work at the end because you don't you don't seek for like outside approval and you're doing it because you like your body already you just want to be the better version of yourself for that's what me and ashton i had ashton another she's like a pt in ireland and we talked about similar stuff but she was on about the girls she see who get the best like results are those which have like intrinsic goals exactly. rather than extrinsic yeah yeah and i i truly believe that the one with extrinsic goals are not gonna keep it sustainable because maybe now they want that but maybe they will realize that they don't... So, no, intrinsic are good. 
Yeah, extrinsic yeah, yeah. want. Oh, extrinsic, yeah. yeah they yeah. want. Uh, Translation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, French accent. Uh, but we are aligned yeah, yeah. on the same page. Um, so yeah, the, the one with extrinsic <laughs> goals are going to feel stuck at some point. They Either they won't keep the motivation, they will just give up because what's the point? Like they won't see the result quick enough. So they don't want to keep pushing. It's not a truly need inside like a true need they don't they don't really feel like they need that it's not in strings in strings it whatever this name is (laughs) we'll blur it (laughs) but um yeah either they lose the motivation or either they will manage to do it because they have a hard discipline and they're good at it but they will realize at the end that they're not happy yeah still and they they will be like all those sacrifice for not feeling better What's the point? I go back to my old life. And even not saying it to themselves, it's going to happen anyway. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's not like, it's not sustainable at all. No. Yeah, yeah, sweet. So, yeah. So, yeah, that was a bit of a sidetrack. Very interesting, though. But like you are, yeah, it's like, I think it's cool your mindset on you've digested all these things. You've actually mm-hmm. stood back and thought about them all. Yeah. And then it's really like, not clear, but yeah, pretty clear in your head. You've kind of mapped out, yeah. which I think is deadly. But yeah, back to your gym. So you started getting into lifting oh, weights yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, I'm going everywhere. I'm so horrible with that. No, you're good. Um, so yeah, so I started doing a bit of weightlifting after the really hard heat trainings at home. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't know much about gym stuff. I went in the gym. I started to see dumbbells, racks, and I was like, what the hell is that? What do I do with it? And I... Honestly, as I would it's say... It's fascinating to, to hear how much of a novice you are. I guess everyone's a novice, but like how yeah. recent a novice you are and to see you now. Yeah. It's crazy, it's yeah. It's a big shift. Um, uh, I think you just need to experience in life, to be honest, because oh, 100%, if I didn't yeah. try, I would have never known. But that's the other side of it. Like, you're always going to be a novice no matter what. Exactly. It's starting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I started small, really small, like, um, and I would like 110 kg. (laughs) (laughs) He is making fun of me because of the hip thrust, right? (laughs) Um, so yeah, I started really small, not really knowing every movement. I for sure did things wrong. I even like hurt my shoulder at some point doing triceps extension with the cable machine. I was not putting my shoulders like back enough. Um, the chest open enough so my shoulder took over my triceps and I hurt it so for three months I couldn't walk out upper body and for some women that might sound like normal because they want to just the booty but yeah how did you figure that out did you go to a physio yeah I had to go to a physio and the rehab worked for you yeah so they they kind of like made me crack the body and stuff and then like um, a chiropractor yeah and then um, they asked me to do some movements at home, kind of homeworks for your Just, body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we have stuff. And and then, yeah, not allowed to train up our body. So when I went back, I could feel a really big difference on the strength of my right arm and my left arm, the left one. Yeah, the, left one. the injured one, yeah. It was hard. And I, I for a long time, I couldn't go up on the weights on the shoulder press on the left side so I, I could feel that on the right side I could lift more but because on the left side I couldn't I was not lifting more um 100% you gotta wait like if one side's weaker than the other you just yeah. gotta be patient and let yeah. that guy catch up like yeah. yeah and give more reps and stuff like that well, we won't go into training advices but yeah that that was it so 
yeah, my journey was like uh, on the fitness level. I I did what I wouldn't recommend now, but I took so long because I was not having a strategy. That's the thing. I was just trying things, going here and there, not taking a PT, not asking anything to anyone, like being awfully and trying to learn everything by myself and um, going on the internet and looking at PTs online, but I don't even know if they were PTs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I everything I wouldn't recommend now, like I should make actually a list and tell people, please avoid that. You're going to go quicker on, on your journey. I actually would have done so many similar things to that with regards to my injury. Did I tried to like yeah. self-learn because yeah. see, I kind of lost faith in physios and then I tried to self-learn and do stuff myself and just spent years and years getting it wrong, getting it right, getting so it wrong, getting it right. But then now I know so, so much from it. Yeah. So it's benefited me so much now. But I also think if I got like a PT or someone who was like checking my form when I was just going to the gym, even just once or twice, I would have been so much quicker. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. And there's something interesting in what you're saying. Like, it's really good to be curious and to try to learn in many fields. Like, you can learn whatever you want. If tomorrow I want to learn how to code, I maybe it's interesting for me to learn because I want to do it by myself. But will I use it after? For you, it was interesting. Now you're a PT and you want to work with rehab and it's super nice that you know all of that and you've tried on yourself. But let's say if someone just wants to get into their fitness journey and they, they don't want to be PTs. So of course yeah, they're going to use it in their daily life. But is this worth like spending so much time instead of like asking a professional? Oh yeah, no. And it's kind of like in ways just getting a mentor for your fitness life. Yeah. It's like you get someone who knows all the stuff you yeah. need to know and they just speed you up like five years exactly, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also the best progress you get are the early years. So if you... If you don't, like, if you try by yourself, you might lose those time that where you could have seen true. so much yeah, progress. Yeah. Like, I know that I could have, like, gained even more muscles, like, way more muscles if at the beginning I just took a PT instead of, like, trying by myself. Yeah, yeah. And I've lost those years. Well, I'm working harder now. <laughs> That's it. Hey, you're still lifting heavy anyway, so you're all yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sweet. So what do you think about being a PT? You excited for it? Yeah. Feel you found it? First, I want to say thank you to Pro One Revive. Honestly, like this FTA Academy was so good. I took so long to decide which one I would do. And yeah, the Nick was ans like answering so quickly. He was listening to our needs. And I don't know for you, I think you took the decision faster than me. <laughs> Much faster. I was talking to him today and he said about the next intake starting next Monday. And that's some people, I think they're up to eight people for this one. Because nice. it was only six. But he said, yeah, there was a few last minute ones. Kind of like the usual. So I was definitely one of them last time. And yeah, you were probably I the mean, opposite. <laughs> I get that. And it's super fine. It's just that for me, it was such a shift in my life. And I was so unsure of like, am I am I doing it? Like, really? Um, am I legitimate? Again, asking this question forever in my head. But I took I took the leap and I did it. And I'm really happy that I did. Um, 100%. I, I feel like belong here. Like after a week of starting the training, I was like, this is it. Why didn't I do that before? Yeah. And it's yeah. never too late. So it's fine. I'm happy with doing it now. Um, now it's another challenge, like launching an, a business. But I'm already really happy. And sometimes we forget to see the progress we've made and uh, like what we've learned and from where we come from. And honestly, like looking back a year ago, at that time, I was struggling. I was crying every day. Like 
I was like, oh my gosh, I hate my job. How am I going to do da da da? And, and now I'm about to start a new career and share what I love and work with passion. So yeah, it's sick. And I actually have noticed the difference in like your mindset with regards. You're not half as must be perfect with mm -hmm. doing things. You're actually like getting things done and you're not stressing out as much as you are. Because yeah. I remember even a few times initially when we'd just be in the classroom doing like little <laughs> simple things and if you wanted to get a bang, bang, bang. But now you're you're chilling yeah well but you're getting things done i think in the classroom you saw me as the defined smart girl that's from true it was your like alter ego it's you can't shake that yeah. your classroom ego I, I had to like give the answers when i knew and i think it was maybe empowering for some people like uh, giving answers like that would that was cool like milen a lot of time milen was one of our um how do you say that like not students colleagues, are like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, she was learning with us. She was our classmate. Yeah, classmate. And um, and she was French. Oh, she is French. <laughs> she is French as well. And she didn't understand English as much as I could, for example. And she really appreciated the fact that I had knowledge and that I could help her. Yeah. And in that sense, I'm grateful to be the way I am. I'm. I also think that Tom told me, oh, it's cool that in nutrition you had some things because you could bring ideas to the class and like nourish what we were saying. But at the same time, sometimes I was annoyed with myself. I was like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, stop like pretending you know. And it's not pretending, I knew, but um, <laughs> no, I knew things. That's yeah, no, true. you do. <laughs> you do. But uh, why did you also another thing it? I love about it is you, you like speak your truth so well. You just kind of say it how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true um but yeah so no I'm, I'm really grateful i did that and i i'm proud of where i am now i can say it it's hard it's not really easy to acknowledge sometimes and to say it out loud but why should be should we be ashamed of being proud um i am proud yeah yeah you should be i'm thank proud you. of you too thank you i'm yeah, proud of you yeah. too <laughs> so yeah, much <laughs> love here <laughs> cool yeah so about you launching so what are you gonna provide like what clients do you want to kind of attract yeah so that's a long story for me like there's a short part of it like for me it makes straight sense to target women with limiting beliefs and uh, to kind of like empower them with knowledge and show them how to become more powerful for sure outside like physically but mainly inside how to shift their mindset but um i also started uh, pilates next to weightlifting during covid because i didn't have access to weights and um so i was at home oh, yeah. locked down and i wanted to work out so bad but i mean my weight body like my body weight sorry was not enough at the time because i already had i mean you, it works for a week and then you're like oh, I feel frustrated but then i, I discovered this body weight training that i didn't know so it was a new challenge and it was Pilates. So I started with Move with Nicole, if you want to check it out. <laughs> She's Australian. She's a, just amazing. And I discovered a new way to move my body. And to be honest, when do, you do weightlifting, you kind of like, you're, you're really stiff. Like everything is like sore yeah. and you, you're not mobile and you're not flexible anymore. And I'm naturally normally quite flexible, but... I became so stiff. I couldn't move my body properly. I was, I was, I didn't have the right mobility when I was doing my squat. Um, 
And with Pilates, I found the perfect match with weightlifting because you engage your core so you, you're less prone to get injured when you do weightlifting. You have more mobility on your ankle, on your wrist, uh, on your shoulders. Everything gets so much easier in weightlifting so you can lift even better and more. Yeah. So there is kind of like a um, mix-match like love relationship Pilates and weights for me. Um, so... The reason why I'm mentioning it is because that's the way I train and that's also something I want to offer. So I want to offer one-to-one coaching with nutrition because I have it and mixing weightlifting and Pilates. So targeting those women who wants to be stronger mentally and physically and wants to kind of like understand their body better, I think Pilates also makes sense because there is a real work on your mind you're focused just with yourself during the session yeah you're just connected to your body in tuned and um it's a good way to stop going too hard because often those ladies would go hard on their nutrition sure but also hard on their training doing tons of cardio doing tons of weights and sometimes allowing to have maybe like yeah four sessions of hard weight like medium to intense training per week is nice but also mix with like slower training or like softer at least for yeah but not every day is super intense yeah, yeah. and also I, I mentioned that pilates is not like only slow and gentle yeah sure i did your math pilates course our I class did. i knew about it yeah yeah because i um, the practice i do is power pilates but there is always like a way to kind of adapt to your level that's what i like about that's why i say soft because if you don't want to use this weight added to it if you don't want to use the accessory just go just go with your body and hold the tension on your muscle and go walk deep on these muscles yeah and that's what is going to work on your posture and help you in your daily life and these trainings are just so compatible with your functional daily life and your weightlifting training so yeah yeah no it sounds like a really good blend mm. yeah yeah and you're hoping to do that one-to-one coaching all online is it um yeah to be honest like i kind of like discovered that i like the one-to-one in-person sessions as well i think yeah Um, definitely well it's something there's something so much more personal i think when you're trained like you need human connections and stuff yeah i think i love talking to people so i love like knowing them and chatting with them and connecting and there is kind of like a becoming friend kind of relationship happening sometimes uh if they want to obviously you don't force anything <laughs> become my friend <laughs> came a pt to make friends <laughs> exactly didn't have a social life before um but no yeah i find it really interesting and even when it's not one-to-one like i had the opportunity to give some pilates classes here in bali and it was such a good experience when they come to you at the end of the session. Oh, thank you for that. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. The appreciation people have is unreal. Yeah, exactly. I think as a PT, you have a good karma forever in your life. <laughs> oh, it's like it's actually the best of both worlds because you get paid to do that, and then you get like feel good hormones yeah. for yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like people are just so thankful for what you just allowed them to do they did it but they they see in you so much help yeah and like what you provided in your mind was actually essentially nothing yeah except it's such a big impact on them yeah no, it's exactly cool. yeah. It's, it's super empowering for them and for us to be honest yeah sick so you might be going in person a bit as well yeah i think it was also i think the best online pts are pts who had experience 
in real life that's that's kind of the mindset i'm going at it with i feel you'll never learn as much as you learn from one-to-one in person Mm -hmm. and you kind of need to like get those hard yards into you first exactly and then you'll like you'll be so much more you'll just so know so much more little things for online that like might pop up with ours if you hadn't done the one-to-one experience you might be aware yeah um the people you will have in person might not be the niche that you target online, mm. but that's the way you're going to learn even more. Maybe tomorrow I will have a woman who just had a baby. And how do I work with a woman who just had a baby? Because I don't yeah. know anything about it. So, I mean, I know a little bit from the course, but in real life, I never applied it. You have no kids? No, I have no kids. <laughs> what no, a shame, 27, no kid. <laughs> but no, it's true. But then from those experiences, you might realize things. Geez, I'd actually love to work with. Exactly. Bringing you, just had kids. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, you touched yeah. on something super important. Sometimes you really like, now I'm truly believing that's my target. But who knows? Maybe I will experience something else. And maybe it will end up doing only Pilates. Who knows? You know, like sometimes you try something and you feel like you're more in tune to do that every single day in your life. That doesn't mean I can't in my personal practice keep on going with weightlifting or keep on going with Pilates if I decide one or the other. Yeah. But there's a difference between your job and your personal practice. And this, for a long time, I was struggling with it. That's why I didn't become a PT before. Because I was like, no, this is your hobby, girl. Like, this is not your job. This is just fun. But it is actually something I want to work with. But it doesn't have to be exactly what I do for the people I work with. Like, they have... Yeah, yeah. Because you always hear that, you know, when footballers, when they become footballers, they're getting paid so much money then it becomes the enjoyment comes out of it. But I often wonder is half of that is kind of, well, I suppose part of the thing of being, being a footballer, but it's like the added pressure that's put on you. Yeah. And then it's like things outside of what you were originally doing as just playing football in like your backyard. Like now you're super famous and you can't just walk to the like petrol station and get petrol yeah. without a hundred people coming up to you. Whereas I feel in what we'll do, there shouldn't be much of a change in yeah. what you do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, except if you become super famous tomorrow, I don't doubt it. It's true. <laughs> yeah, true. It's inevitable, huh? Yeah. No, no. So cool. <laughs> and so how of like, what are the business side of things that have caught you off guard? What are your kind of learnings from that? Is there stuff you thought would be easier or thought it would be harder? Um, my fears have been confirmed. <laughs> That's what I can say. Okay. I fear the administrative part so much. This is, ridiculous for many people but it's not for me so this part i need to work on wait like, the which part administrative like administrative everything yeah, yeah. that is like linked to accountant and uh, creating a company and doing it in the right country and that other this for me is freaking me out i feel like there's nothing bad i can try and stop but i feel like it's the end of the world so this i need to work on yeah um but as you said earlier like i'm trying and i'm acting now i'm i'm slow but i'm doing it uh that's literally the only way to do it is by action like you can read all the books and look at all the things until you actually do it and then you'll try and fail and just move on learn from your failures and get better yeah actually what is failing it's learning right so here you go again coaching side um but yeah i i will just give it a shot regarding the other aspects it's taking a long time because i want to build something nice with a platform and everything 
but it's not terrifying to me like I think I can walk the way I wanted to walk with things that I've looked for and um, the branding is getting there the 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 platform is almost okay um, yeah I think I think it's gonna happen soon and I want also to take action on maybe doing live Pilates to kind of like um, get started at the beginning while the platform is getting done. That's the online Pilates thing, yeah. is it? Yeah, live yeah. Pilates. Yeah. So. so yeah, let's see in the next few weeks. Have you any, have you launched, have you dates set or is it more just taking it as it comes? So I would recommend to everyone to have dates when they launch something, <laughs> but I'm not the best example. Um, I have kind of like dates in mind, but it's not super accurate. I would say it's like, mid-february i would like to launch but mid-february but it's not like a super set date because i also the thing i'm afraid of like the company thingy i don't know where i'm gonna when i'm gonna do it and everyone will tell me you can start without that but i feel like from my side i need to everything to be set before i start and that might be stupid maybe i'm postponing that might be the case but that's how i'm gonna do yeah, well, so many PTs do start, with, don't they, without, like, you know. a business, yeah, yeah. But I also, okay, you're, like, there's something I feel that I don't share much is not having clients, not attracting people, and... Yeah, well, it's a genuine fear for everyone, yeah. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fearing it a lot, and I feel like I don't want to launch, because imagine I launch and there is no one coming to me. I feel like a big piece of shit. No, that's okay <laughs> as well, though. I remember seeing people who've done, like, I can't remember who it was. I think he was this personal trainer in New York and he had this like class and he said the first week so it was like one person coming then no one's coming but like initially you mightn't get them straight away but I feel once they come and they work with you and see who you well, like what you're about who you are and like the service you provide will be so good mm. so then once you get a few people in it'll naturally grow so I wouldn't worry about like initially if you launch get no one that's okay like that's that's part of the process but like it's it's step by step like once you get people in they have the experience and you provide a good experience and they have positive things from it like yeah and it's true the the world of the world of mouth will do the the work um and yeah if you're a good pt i truly believe um that people are gonna talk about it and it's gonna attract other people and and your personality is something big like we could say now on the field like PT industry is getting big and there are so many PTs out there. There is so many blooming, yeah. But there is space for everyone first because there are thousands of people everywhere. But also because we are all different and the people are not looking for the same things. And first you have your niche, but more more than it, you have your personality. And if people are not feeling aligned with who you are and what you can provide, they won't come to you. If they do, they will come to you and not to the other one. And that's the beauty of it. But uh, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Have you like on that? Have you any strategies with regards to marketing? Are getting your name out more? How to do that? Or is it just more doing like content? So how are you promoting yourself? I feel like in marketing, you need to decide maximum three platforms you want to be in when you're already a company that has like a name. It's maybe five max really max social medias are something big nowadays and i feel like starting one platform is already enough if you 
really go into this platform if you're consistent, as we said earlier. So let's say Instagram. when you say when you say the big companies are three platforms, are they social media platforms? Or is it like TV as well or like more, radio and be, stuff? Okay. Well, the bigger you are, the more you will have money and the more platform yeah, you yeah. can use. But it has to align with your strategy as well. Like if there is no th- no sense on going on TV if your audience is not there. If yeah. you're like right. Um, but being from our generation, obviously social medias are big and Instagram became the new website. So I would yeah, even so say true. like having a website is just a vitrine, like they, they, it's just to show maybe and explain, but this is not what's going to convert your audience. Yeah, I'd always feel having a website is more for the back end and management side of things and like if people buy products or stuff like that yeah you can convince them at the end like of the process let's say they've seen your content on instagram they kind of like bite to what you sell they text you and da 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 but they want to know more about what's gonna be inside the program or the offer then on your website you can be super detailed with a photo of you with results from other people and stuff like that okay it can be just showing what you're offering and maybe your prices if you want to show them um but that's it that's not what's going to convert them what actually attracted them and is putting them in the funnel as we call it in marketing is your instagram yeah yeah so is instagram your go-to for this as well yeah Yeah. um my strategy for now is going to be to it was a long thinking but i'm going to create a new instagram because i will have like a separate name um so i'll still post nutrition fitness and all of that on my personal account but more motivational kind of inspirational okay when on the other one it's going to be way more educational because the target i have is way more about education so i will have motivation and education on the other one sick so the mindset would be there sometimes i have this little mic and just chat yeah yeah cooking maybe to make it fun and more me but still having like a strong topic on there yes have you a name for it it's secret, it's secret <laughs> to be announced yeah. i i yeah see i want to launch new page as well but i wanted to do form first fitness that was my instagram handle okay. and me and my sister we were like in glasgow and we like thought of it well i thought of it i told her nice <laughs> and she got behind it but now i've actually looked on i was going to start making a page yesterday because mm-hmm. i want to start that but I looked on Instagram, there's three other pages with the same name and one guy has a website. So, so I don't know if that's I'll a go-to. Nowadays, um, what you need to look out is not Instagram and the name of the pages. Obviously, you don't want to be messed up. So maybe you will have to switch a little bit or like you can say by Owen or whatever is dot yeah, by yeah, Owen or yeah. something. What you need to look at is that is this company registered? Because at some point, if you want to register your company with that name, you will have to change it. Yeah. And second, is there a domain? Because if you want to have a website with this name as well, it won't work because yeah. they have it. But I mean, for me, let's say I'm going to say names that I'm not going to use, but that I could have used. Okay. Let's say Elevate, Form, uh, that kind of thing. All of them use them on the market. Like form popularity is like big. Elevate is like a coaching thing because you elevate yourself. Yeah, yeah. All those things, they they are on Instagram, they are on Google, they are everywhere. But they, there is always a little twist because you can't reinvent 
the English language at some point. Like, there's too many. Yeah, and true. I don't have a name that can work. Like everyone is like, use your name. It's beautiful. Well, in English, maybe it sounds beautiful. In French, it's random and it's associated to someone I don't like. So, like a celebrity that I don't like. So I won't use. I can use by Ophélie next to it. At the end of it, yeah. But I won't use just my name because some coaches and they they're right. They use their name. It's a strong name. They use like I don't know their name, but they can use like. That's what I was thinking as well. So it's like so many PTs obviously use their name, yeah. and that's what they start off with. But as well, you can also just always change it because I doubt like oh, I'll yeah. register anything okay, like yeah. a business or anything yet. Because I like I'll hopefully just go do PT in Australia. Yeah. So like I'll hopefully just get a job from whoever yeah, I work and with. And so. post about it as well, maybe like. Yeah, exactly. I like. Yeah, yeah. But oh, that's yeah. a good idea. So is Pretty it form? What it is was it? going to be form first. Form first. I fitness. Like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Triple F. Well, there's three other form first fitness out there. So it doesn't you know. matter. I think it also. Oh yeah, I don't know. But it's more. I must check if any of them are registered businesses yeah. or not. Yeah. And also, your your name is like mine. We can't use it. Like you can't make a a game with that. Like except if I do Ophelift. Like you know, yeah. it's, it's yeah. super weird. So with Owen. No one even know it's pronounced Owen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's Irish, you know. Yeah, no. So I, at home, people had some good ones, but like it is, you can wordplay with it. But I don't really want my name to be in it either. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, we'll figure something else out. And so, have you goals? Any goals? Any New Year's resolutions? No, I don't like that. <laughs> no. Well, seeing as many sunsets I, as I can. <laughs> that's yeah, the it's a good because goal. I mean, living in Bali, like I just want some things that I. I can do easily like for me goals are just normal now in my life I always put goals at being a coach I'm always like trying to push further in my life yeah. but that's what I've built through the years but I don't like to set really big goals and be like oh, okay by the end of the year I will have earned that amount of money or I will run three marathons or um, I will, I don't smoke, but I will stop smoking. Like that kind of thing. I think it's putting so much pressure on you that it's actually starting the year more stressed out than you were last year. So yeah, yeah, it's actually, yeah, it's, it's true. And why do you want to do that? Like, this is the main thing you need to look at. What's the reason behind it? What, what's driving you to do it? And maybe that's what you need to work on. Because maybe you want to lose 10 kilos. Why do you want to lose 10 kilos? What's inside? What, what's behind all that? Is it because your partner told you something? Is it because uh, you've seen an advertisement? Is it because you want to fit in your jeans? If that, what does it mean if you don't manage to, to do it? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as a big piece of shit then? Like, you know, it's more like, who am I? And yeah. why do I want to do that? And resolutions are just like, trying to set goals not knowing why because it's a trend or because it's supposed to be better is it really better for you you know yeah i think there's two sides so i think if it's stuff like that it's really not good but if you there's habits you have that like you just kind of need to shift mm. and like you kind of have to have something that just pushes you in ways that you yeah. kind of get up and go as well but this is more like small steps yeah kind of yeah, and this yeah, is this yeah. works because to end in a certain goal you might need to start with like oh maybe i need to drink a bit more water so maybe i could have like a, a one liter bottle next to me all the time and that's yeah. not uh, but it's more impossible. i feel if you're setting goals that they just have to be controllable by you yeah it's not like 
make X amount of money. Like you can't control yeah, no. how much money you're going to make. No. But you can say like sell. Oh, could you say that? But you can make another version of that goal to like try achieve mm. something that yeah. would get you towards that, but might not like it's you have control of. Yeah. Like just for me, try to make 52 podcasts. Yeah. It's like yeah. I can control it. How many people listen? Who knows? But I can still make 52 podcasts. Yeah, I love that. And That's I can true. listen to every single one. Wow. <laughs> All by myself. Bedtime. <laughs> bedtime story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's really true what you're saying. And I think it's because for you, it also comes from a nice place. But you, so you don't feel stressed out about it. But if at some point you feel like, yeah. oh my gosh, I need to, I still need to do one like this week. I haven't done it. What do I feel like? Okay, maybe you will do 50 this year and it's fine. Yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah. But having this goal is pushing you towards it. I understand what you mean. Yeah, yeah. True. It just keeps you on the track. Exactly. So what, uh, you're enjoying Bali living? Yeah, um, didn't expect to stay, actually. <laughs> I was planning to just come for the two months and then move. But I actually really like it here. Um, were you going to move to Asia though was it was it back to Thailand you were thinking or had you no real plan no I had the plan to move to Australia probably probably oh yeah that's where I fall in love with fitness so I feel like I belong there I feel like I should like be a coach there at some point that's one reason I'm going back to Australia so I have my visa in Australia till May and I feel in Bali I've loved every moment of it and it's been like so so sick but then part of me is thinking like this is the only fitness place I've actually really seen. Mm. So I've never experienced the fitness, fitness bubble in Australia yeah. yet. So I kind of want to go and see what that's like. Yeah, and the market and then is based huge off there. At sea. Yeah, hopefully. But, well, for sure, the plan is not to go back to France. <laughs> that's all I can say. Sure, what was it? The qualification doesn't work in France anyway. Oh, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I mean, if I'm online, it will. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. So France and Brazil are the two only countries, uh, I mean, Brazil, I don't know if it's really strict, but France it is, uh, two only countries in the world asking for like a um, state diploma. So it has to be registered by the state and not an international certification. But any other country in the world would accept this certification, sweet, the one yeah. we did or other ones like NASM or uh, ACE, ACE in the US, they would take them but not in France. It's hilarious. I've never heard those other certifications at My all gosh, before. you're such a bad teacher. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's more, I just didn't know due diligence or market research before coming here. Yeah. All I remember was initially is like the UK one is two and three, mm-hmm. while the Australian one it's was three, three and, and four. four. Yeah. And that confused me a lot for yeah. a while. Yeah. I contacted Jim in Australia because my goal was to go in Australia after. And I was like, is that certification working in your country? Uh, asking for the one from the UK. And they are like, oh, well, we don't know. It's three and four here. Da, da, da. Yeah, and I was yeah. like, well, yeah, that doesn't help because it doesn't exist, the fourth one in the UK. <laughs> um, no, I think it is something along those lines. Yeah, they mentioned it. But yeah, France is not for me. The market isn't there yet. And I just don't feel I belong there for now. Um, as you said earlier, might change my mind in five years. What we feel now isn't the same as what we're going to feel later. Um, I'm not close-minded about it. But for now, I don't feel I belong there. Yeah, fair, fair. But also here, there is a really good environment of... That's why I'm saying I'm staying, actually, if you ask me. It's really the reason behind it's the network. Like the yeah, people you yeah, meet here. Yeah. And because I'm building this online offer, I need this support. Otherwise, I will never launch yeah, myself. Yeah. Um, they've done it before for some, some yeah. of them. So they have insight that can help me. 
or they are spe specialized in one field that can be helpful for me. Let's say, I don't know, like there, there is an accountant or there is a someone who can build a website or whatever it is. They, they always have nice words to help you. They're always yeah. willing to help you. And there is no this feeling of competition. Yeah, no, it's so true. I feel like the progress you can make here with the people around you it could speed you up three years exactly. like yeah because if you were in france or in ireland trying to find these people to help you with that it'd be such an like it'd be an ordeal it'd yeah. be so hard whereas like you just found someone who came to a gym class exactly you talk to them and, like, and then yeah. you end up doing something in partner and yeah in like, return, yeah. like yeah it's so crazy i'm actually doing next week um next weekend a photo shoot with a photographer here and she asked me she reached me she reached out to me and she said oh i'd like to do photos with you she's launching her business in photography and just this collaboration is just so nice because i get the photo branding that i need yeah she gets her book like what she needs like, yeah yeah it's needs. a win-win yeah it's a win-win and no one like we just have fun and we we make friends and and it's working for both of us and i yeah. would have never been able to do that in sure. imagine trying to get a photographer at home would just be you have to like order someone book in advance all yeah, that like you would yeah pay tons. and also the cost of living here is cheap if you like care about your money because of course it can be really expensive like everyone who is listening don't believe bali is super cheap all the time like it depends where you live what you want to have yeah. everything is accessible here you can have whatever you want yeah. you can live in a villa that is even more than in your own country but um yeah it's also oh, it's cheaper standard living yeah yeah, yeah. so to yeah. launch a business it's actually a good start because i live out of my savings now so <laughs> welcome to the club yeah. <laughs> yeah well one thing one other thing i actually love and i can only realize the other day about bali but it's more the perspective around work i feel i get here is insane because you see boys on the construction site who are just grafting 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 like literally around the clock they're working in the dark working so hard and you pe see people doing a lot of tough tough jobs which at home you don't really see mm. so then it makes you so much more grateful for what you get to do and then you also see them do that and they still like smile and wave at you and stuff like that and it's like yeah. What have you to complain about? Like, yeah. yeah. What makes the biggest difference and what made me come back here in Bali, because I could have done it in England. Why did I decide to come in Bali? It's the people. I was missing yeah. Southeast Asia, like people. They're just... Smiles, man. They, they're just, yeah, they're just happy all the time. They never complain. They're... The Kadek smile. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. They just have a good vibe. They don't want to hurt you. Sometimes it's a bit annoying because they don't even want to tell you the truth when they don't know. They just say yes and they don't know. So it's not helping. But it comes from such a nice place. Like, I just... You just feel safe yeah, and loved. Yeah, it's a good place, yeah. And and this is everything. When I mean, I love France. Beautiful country. We have so much and I don't want to complain about it. But people are really complaining a lot. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, 100%. It's, it's a lot more rat racing, though, like yeah anyway i think we've done an hour and 16 minutes yeah i know i told you man yeah. you ready i talk yeah. a lot <laughs> what um is there anything else i don't think so i'm just um happy that you asked me to do that and uh happy that you're launching your podcast and hopefully yeah well i'm really glad you were able to do it because i think it's good to start off with people you know mm. and that you're kind of comfortable with yeah. but also you have so much to give as well Oh, thank so, you. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, and I hope my French accent was not disturbing people around. But <laughs> no, <laughs> like, do you want to plug your social media? 
Well, what's your yeah, social media if well, anyone it's gonna be only my personal one for now because i don't want to but i assume name. in time you'll share the other one through for your sure, personal you can yeah. add link add the link in the description later but um for now it's ophely c-l-l-t so o-p-h-e uh o-p-h-e-l-i-e c-l-l-t so c-l-l-t oh yeah because yeah, yeah, yeah you I cut out the, the yeah yeah <laughs> it's funny and for people in ireland there's a you know in ireland there's loads of counties so they're like different areas but there's a county offaly oh really uh, and it's spelled o-f-f-a-l-o-i because for so long i hadn't a clue how to pronounce your name <laughs> and then tom or i think actually more it was more nick he said it and i was like oh it's just exactly like Offaly. did they say that no, he said like Ophili or however oh, you pronounce okay. your name. Yeah. Obviously, he knew how to pronounce your name. But then that's how I clicked how to pronounce your name. Because mm. I struggled with it a lot initially. Uh, yeah, I just tell people. Still not fully confident I'm saying it right. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> you say it right now. It's okay. nice. But Can't like Ophili, but... Pe- people, I just tell them here, call me Ophelia or call me O. And William, if you notice, he always called me O. The reception people call me O at Poe yeah, and Revive. Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to make people's life difficult. I know my name isn't easy. So yeah, what's yeah. the struggle? Like, just yeah. say O. I, no one else is called like that anyway. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Anyway, thanks, O. Thank you. <laughs> it's a pleasure. Bye-bye, everyone. So that was Offaly. So I hope you enjoyed listening to that and hearing her story. Offaly has since launched her fitness page, and you'll find that on Instagram under Arise with Offaly. So Offaly is the actual name of the page. Um, so definitely go follow that. And on that, you'll really see her professionalism and attention to detail and action. Then it's looking really good so far. So be sure to follow it. And otherwise, I'll talk to you all again next week. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. Peace.